okay. It's like, I'm not sure if it's, cause, cause can you hear me okay? Oh, I can hear you great. You're coming in okay. loud and clear. Can you hear me okay? Welcome. It's like a little crackly. Oh, a little crackly. Okay. With Merlin. Huh. Photography chat with Merlin. Forrest says, I'm a little hot right now, Nick. <laughs> That seems a little kinky. I'll, I'll leave you two to sort that one out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to another episode of the Photography Chat. Um, it's season three, episode 32, and we've got uh, Nick on here with us. Uh, you want to take a second to uh, say hi to the crowd there, Nick? What's up, everyone? I'm Nick, Nick Tommy Vintage, Taj, any number of weird nicknames. <laughs> Yeah, and you're just saying that you're uh, you're coming to us from uh, sweaty Brooklyn. Yep, that's right, Brooklyn right now, and it's it's a little toasty, and my apartment does not have the best airflow, so I'm in my living room right now, and it is kind of toasty um, because I turned off a fan so that there wouldn't be quite so much background noise, which just oh, means fair. it gets hot. My voice is a bit weird. Huh. I don't know what. Yeah, is that's what the, I was saying. I don't know what's up with the grams lately being all like fucky. Let's see if I can. Right. It's like I can under overall understand you. It's just like slightly crackly, but it's, it's you know, I can deal. I can deal with it. Just a sec. Okay. How, how is that now? Is that better? Is it less crackly? Kind of the same. More or less the same? Yeah. Well, for fuck's sakes, I think I might have to like get rid of like I, I might have to stop doing the shit on Instagram and just like go to YouTube because like the the Instagram. Because you think it's like you think it's Instagram that's killing it. I, I think it is, yeah. Because you're coming in a bit crackly, and like I can hear myself on like the um, headphones that are plugged in because I I put everything through a, a Podcaster Pro now, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one time film that's funny well if you want to if you want to hear the high quality audio later um you can catch it on spotify or uh, apple podcasts fair enough sounds good sounds good yeah. i mean yeah if i yeah i can deal with it we're good yeah I, I think this might be the last draw for me to just like you know kiss instagram goodbye it's, it's given me so much but it's I been know. so frustrating lately. it has been uh, having quite the time lately so you know maybe it is the time to jump ship it might be. It's too bad we can't do broadcasts on Granary because, you know, that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I haven't even, I'm like, there's all that stuff going on about it right now. And I, I haven't even, like, I mean, I, like, have the tab up, but I'm just like, ah, because it's just, like, it's just, like, another thing to, to deal with to where I'm like, I like the concept and it's cool. And, like, Instagram has plenty of issues, but I'm just like, ah, now I have to juggle, like, another social media network. Like, I don't know. Yeah, because there's like, um, was it? I forgot I had Flickr, and a bunch of people were like, you know, go go do Flickr shit. Um, and right. There's the granary one, and like, you know, some people use Twitter for. There me. was like another one called like. There's another one called like. New oh new grain, which I was like, okay, come on, you can't all just like call your social media networks grain something and hope that they survive because it's like they're all the same thing. <laughs> 
yeah, we're, they're all trying to cater to like the film people, you know, because right. I know clearly it's like film photographers are like the ones who care enough to be like, why don't we make our own social media? Because we're we're tired of like all the video and stuff. Speaking somewhat hypocritically, since I do shoot some video stuff, but I still get the ordeal with reels. It's like a whole thing where it's like I don't know, but I feel like it's like a it's a losing battle no matter what. JP says he's going to start one called No Pain No Grain. <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. I, I was thinking I a like good that. one would be like Grain Station because everyone loves fucking taking pictures of gas Ooh, stations on Cinestill. Yeah, that's true. And I just, just that way when you, you know, search grain on, you know, an app store, there's like 27 results for different social media networks. It'll be great. Yeah. Digital grain for those like, you know, digital photographers who feel so left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just have one, you know, well, that's what I mean. It is funny because a bunch, a bunch of people are also like, Oh, catch me on Visco. And I'm like, Oh my God, Visco. I haven't even like thought about Visco in a minute, but then, but then people are saying that too. And I'm like, all right. Well, we're all just like we're all just like going outward, and it's like I don't know. I just remember For the now, Visco I'm, shit. I'm like still here, but I remember the Visco shit from like all those like makeup photos where it's like hashtag Vis- Visco girls or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I remember. I mean, I like tried Visco like way way. I mean, maybe like when it first came out or so. Um, but it's like because it was like the Lightroom plugin to be like get film film great sort of thing and then it like transitioned into the app thing and i was like ah i don't know and never like i think i maybe even still have it installed but i haven't opened it in probably like four years maybe longer that's fair i totally like that is the same with Flickr because like Flickr has a lightroom plugin or whatever and right i I completely forgot i had a Flickr. i have two flickers one of them is like dreadfully embarrassing and the other one's like whatever that's basically the state of my Flickr as well. It hasn't been updated in like eight years. And when I when I went back and looked at the photos on it, I was like, if I if I did by chance go back to Flickr, I would maybe just start over <laughs> instead of like deleting it or whatever. It's like uh, let's just let's just get that get that out of here because it's like 2012 photos, and I'm like. Mm. Well, I, I don't know before if you, I got serious. I don't know if you remember this one, but like the very first place that I shared photos ever online was DeviantArt. Oh yeah, see, it's, it's funny. So I have, I think I actually do have a DeviantArt, but one also that's probably been like, I mean, at, at least ten or twelve years. But I actually used that for, so like I actually went to school for animation. Okay. Um, and so for like 3d animation. And so then my, um, my deviant art, if it still even exists, which maybe I should dig that up. It probably is like random. Yeah. I mean, it's probably still there. It's like, it's like random 3d modeling stuff that I did in college. Um, and so, and so it's like, I don't know. So different. I mean, it's like, I still do. Like my, I mean, my like I guess quote unquote like day job is is animation. Like so that's where I make the majority of my income. So it's like, but it's also a very that was three D animation, whereas now I mostly do like what's called like motion design or motion graphics. So it's a very different style. So it's like it's it's a very far removed 
state of my artistic life back in like 2009 or 2010. But it's probably still there, just haunting me. Oh, probably is. I, I think I started mine in like 2004, 2003 or some shit, maybe even later. Yeah, yeah. It's super fucking easy. I mean, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a Tumblr somewhere buried in the depths of time, too, so. Uh, Forrest, if you, if you don't want to watch it on Instagram and you want to have it in the background, you can try the YouTube stream. If you just like search Merlin DB or Merlin Blossom on YouTube, there's like a YouTube stream happening as well too. Grand hate that. It it kind of does. So like my last chat got cut off last week as soon as we started talking about cult orgies and Jesus, and then just like all of a sudden the Instagram thing was just like you've been shut down for suspicious activity, and I'm like, what? I, I just know, said, I, it's listening, you know, listening. Yeah, it's kind of a mess. Nick keeps ignoring. Uh, oh, you got to answer it is, Flamingo on DeviantArt, man. I know, right? You slide <laughs> into those DMs. <laughs> I should. I, I'm, I'm sure there's some great stuff still on there. It is, um, I mean, I was going to say something that I forgot. Oh, well. That'll come back. I, I, I have yeah. to say, I'm a little jealous of your fresh 8x10. I missed out on it. There it is. I know. I had to jump on that since, like, because I, um, yeah, I've been, it, like, the reason I even, like, the 8 by 10 I have right now is I'm borrowing from a friend and um, who's been quite generous and um, letting me borrow it. But the reason was, like, maybe, like, three years ago, I, I was, like, at his place, and he was like, hey, I've got some, like, old... Um, impossible project eight by 10. That's just like chilling here. And he's like, I don't really want to use it. And he's like, but I could be interested in some hack cell. And so basically I made him a deal for like some old six, eight, nine, which is like kind of the precursor to FD 100 C that I got. It was, and that was like a whole kind of weird thing where my, my wife, my wife's dad, he owns a, I think he's listening. Um, he, he, well, he just retired, but he owned a design firm in St. Louis where I, where, uh, we grew up. And one day he like, he texted me, he's like, Hey, this was all just like in a file cabinet. Do you want it? And it was just like a bunch of old pack film. Um, and I was like, I mean, for free, it's hard to say no to that. So, so I did. So he ended up sending it to me. I'm like, I, like maybe like a third or a half was, was all sands. Um, as it goes, cause it was like from 2000 or 2001, but actually a decent amount of it is still working, which like, like one of the shots that I sent you the, like the one of like the girls like flicked hair and it's very green and blue yeah. was like from, was from that batch. So it's like, so it looks cool. And so I had, I had a bunch of like random assorted films. So then basically I was like, well, what if I trade you some of this film for the, for the impossible project eight by 10 color stuff. But the funny thing is, like, I was like, I don't have a camera to shoot it, but I was like, I'll figure that out later. And so that was, that was like 2019 and the film expired in 2016. And, and then this, no, last fall, I was shooting a wedding because I shoot some weddings on like Super 8 and Instant Film and stuff. And so I was shooting a wedding up in, up in Hudson Valley, New York, which is about like, like an hour or two outside of the city. Um, 
and and um i he lives up there and so then i, I was like hey i can come like pick up that film because i never even picked it up and he was like oh yeah sure and he's like and if you wanted to like just borrow the eight by ten feel free um and i was like uh yeah <laughs> so so he was like yeah sure so um so yeah i picked up the film and the eight by ten and i've just been been uh having a lot of fun with that for a while now because he's like he's like i'll let you know if i need it back but he's like but it hasn't but i haven't been been using it in a while so and he's like so he, he gave he lent me the camera and like the whole processor which is like the size of a briefcase and about 30 pounds um so so yeah, it was pretty fun and like the film's been that film's been working great but then i was pretty hyped to like when polaroid released the new film finally um to get to get some of that and like it's been it's been a little bit of trial and error but mostly mostly pretty good it, it looks super good like I, I'm sure yeah, there was yeah. stuff from like 2014 or 15 or something, and I think the newest stuff I have is like 2019. And um, yeah, because yeah. yeah, yours the stuff that you just posted was like mine was getting pretty much full spread, very blue, but like the center, the center like pod was like I guess probably aged better, so it was like nice and bright and and like good pretty good colors. And then the two sides were like very blue. And then like one of them, the pot field, but like in general, pretty good. Whereas yours, I saw was like much more of the light. So, well, the, the know, whatever like that mountain one, range. <laughs> well, the, so that one kind of happened a bit. Cause, um, it was like the last eight by 10 shot I did last weekend. Cause I, I don't have an eight by 10 camera myself either. Um, but I've yeah. had film and I have a processor. Naturally. Cause like, I was like, I should buy a processor before they get really expensive. Thanks. To yeah. Cameras. Yeah. That's, True. Yeah, and uh, so I yeah. picked that up before I left Toronto, um, but I haven't had a camera. But Photo here in Vancouver rents out like a whole eight by ten kit, which if nice. you live in Vancouver and you want to like give it a shot, you you'll need like a serious vehicle to like move it around because it comes in like this massive, huge flight case that like luckily I have a truck. Is right it now. is it like a like is it like a rail? Eight by ten, like it's on a rail. Yeah, it's like a big, big cambo, and uh, also make oh, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rent, rent a tripod from them too, because you need like a murder weapon tripod to like hold it. It's true. I know. I kind of looked out because well, one, the one, the one he lent me is a Chamonix, which are so super nice, and they just fold down to about like you know, like a a box that's like about that big, give or take, without the lens. So luckily, I mean, of course, he's storing it in a giant pelican case so that's pretty big but the camera itself is actually a de- like a, a norm i mean i don't know what normal is in this context but it's like a good size and then um and then the tripod i actually was able to borrow um there's a guy here in new york this guy curtis willox who's awesome and he he teaches at fit which is the fashion institute of technology which like has a good program here and the international center of photography and so he's just this awesome very sassy man but super helpful and um but uh he i was like oh, i'm gonna borrow this eight by ten and but i need a tripod and he was like hey i've got oh, i can't even think of what the name of it is it's um but it's basically like the tripod yeah see iris knows he's very sassy um but the tripod is like I could. He was like, this tripod could probably hold like a twenty by twenty four. Oh shit! So it's it's like it's very sturdy and very 
needy, but it gets the job done. And I know that beautiful camera is not going anywhere. So yeah, but you're right though. Cause it's like, I have, I have some tripods for like my four by fives and stuff, but, but like I would, even though I think they probably would work, I'm like, mm. yeah, I, I just like for an eight by 10 plus it's like, as with anything large format, like any sort of movements at all, like shake or, or looseness is like not, not ideal at all. Dan has a question uh, if you yeah. have any tripod recommendations for his four by five, cause he's noticing that his tripod is a little janky. Yeah, I know for sure. Cause I, yeah, when I first started using four by five, I had a very janky tripod that was not appropriate for the camera size. Cause I, my first four by five was like a rail camera, similar to yours. So it's like big and like the tripod plate was kind of big so that when I put it on a smaller tripod, it was like, not good. And so, yeah, I was going to say Bogan, Bogan makes it. Cause I think the one that I got, I got off Craigslist for like all of like $40, but it's like a, it's a Manfrotto with like a 30, 30 head, I think off the top of my head. Um, that once I got that, I was like, all right, I feel much better. Like putting my camera on this because I admittedly felt um, yeah, I feel like the Manfredo ones and mine was like an old one. Like I don't, you don't need to like go buy a new one. Cause like mm-hmm. old ones, especially like on Craigslist or, you know, whichever, like, you know, like kind of secondhand. I mean, I, I've never bought a, a tripod off eBay cause that sounds like a huge pain to ship. <laughs> um, but, yeah. but I have bought a few off Craigslist and it's like, and that, yeah, it's like the, the ones that are like kind of big and heavy. Cause like the one I had before was also pretty solid but it was way bigger it was called the it was a tilt all okay which is like it's spelled t-i-l-t-a-l-l and those are really nice but they're also like kind of like not as manageable to to like move around with which isn't necessarily a concern for everyone but like after i had the, the, the my first four by five i got when my friend Jolene that works at this place called the Penumbra Foundation, awesome, you guys should look it up. They, they do 10 types here in New York City. Um, she was like, hey, this like university here is doing like a dark room sale and they're selling a bunch of stuff, so they have four by fives. And they had been trying to get me into four by five forever, like her and our, my buddy's fam and Jeffrey Berliner who works there. And so I was kind of like, all right, so they had some rail cameras, and so I got that. Um, and it was just, I mean, it was a, it's a studio camera, so it's like it's meant to live like on a tripod, basically, you know, yeah. and more or less. And so I used that for like, I think I got it in like early 2019, and then I started using it a ton just because I love. It was like a lot of fun to use. And then in 2020, when you know the world ended, and I was like not going outside much, not doing much. That then I kind of started unintentionally doing a little like portrait series. Um, of like, because especially here in New York, things are crazy, like worse ever. And, but occasionally like I, you know, chatting with friends or whatever who would, who were like, Hey, can I like borrow? Like, I mean, I have pretty wide assortment of cameras and, and odds and ends. And they were like, Oh, can I borrow like this thing? Or can I borrow this lens or whatever? And I was like, Oh sure. So, but then, but then this was like in April and May of 2020. So it was like social distancing and stuff was, much you know what was in its prime so to speak and so i would like i was like all right well i haven't seen any of my friends in a very long in like weeks if not months at this point and it'd be good to see you and hang out for like a second 
because in New York it was when, yeah, like the streets were like barren and there was like nobody, there was nobody in the streets. So I was like, all right, well come over and I'll meet you outside. I'll give you like the Polaroid camera or whatever. And then, um, and then I'm going to take a portrait of you and your mask on large format Polaroid film. Um, and so I, I would drag this like studio camera down at like, I mean, I do have an elevator, thankfully. Uh, but like, I live on the fourth floor, so I would drag the, it was like a, there's a Calumet. I think it was like a four Oh three or something. I can't remember the exact name. Um, but it's pretty big. And so I would drag that down there and then we'd chat for like five, 10 minutes. And then I would like take a, take a portrait of them on some old, uh, type 59 film, which is like an expired Polaroid film. And then, and then just peel it there and like kind of, you know, have a bit of human interaction, which felt very nice. Like, I mean, I was living with my wife, so that was great, but you know, (laughs) she's staring at me. But you know, but she was great. She was great. But it was nice to to like see friends who like legitimately. I mean, it was like you know, not even leaving my apartment door for like three or four days at a time. Not even to like check the mail and stuff. So then, when finally felt comfortable, be like, "All right, I'll see you." But like six feet, and like with the camera, I could be like, "All right, yeah, we're good." Like I don't need to be close. Like I can take this. So like, um, so yeah, that was nice but uh, but ultimately that was me realizing like it would be nice to have a slightly more portable four by five camera um but but my caveat with that is that with the studio camera i did kind of become a sucker for tilt mm. um you know like tilting the front standard and like throwing the focus off because what i like with the portrait like that i like my little folder is called pandemic polaroids and um and i would I would like tilt the front standard and like pretty harshly to where basically like just their eyes and their mask were in focus. And so like the rest of their head, the background and then their body like below here was totally blurred out. So it was just, it was just a focus on the mask itself. And so I really got into like playing around with tilt and stuff. Um, and that, but then also like, um, being, being friends with some of the people from like the Penumbra foundation where they're using all these, old like cool pet ball lenses and stuff that also intrigued me. But, but the thing is like with those other, if you're not shooting tintypes because tintypes are so like, are like so slow in a, in their speed to shoot, um, you would need like a speed graphic, which like the speed graphic is like a, it's like a smaller yeah. four by five that has like a curtain in the back. Like, yeah, that, but, um, so that you can shoot like any weird lens, throw any weird lens on there. Um, but, um, but the thing about that was that you didn't have tilt. And so, because that camera, it's like, it's a press camera. So it's just meant to be more like, you don't have portraits yeah. to be specific, but it's like, um, so I was like, well, that's kind of a bummer. And then I was during the pandemic or like, my life. I don't know, you know, what's the pandemic really? But, um, I guess like late, tw- later 2020, I was moving my mom from my hometown. She got a job in Oregon. So I drove her out there, um, which was a whole ordeal. But then on the way back, my wife and I decided to rent a camper van since like, it was still like not wanting to get too close to people or do like things were like, Oh, well we can like go to national parks. Um, and 
so so we like drove from Oregon, like basically just Colorado, and then we like returned our camper van and then then drove back to New York. But so like during that trip, I I borrowed when I had this was when I still had the the studio camera. I borrowed a friend's super graphic, which is like which is a the same sort of camera, but it has but it doesn't have the curtain, but it does have more movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was enjoying that camera a lot. Like, and even though I was like literally lugging it through like national parks and that was kind of a whole thing, but, but some of us, you know, film shooters are clearly a bit on the masochistic side of things and like to carry around camera, like tons of cameras and film when we travel. Um, but that I, was I like, I mean, it was like, like good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. It's, it's bad. It's bad. But, but yeah, I, I liked using that camera. And then I saw that, I'm not sure if um, Dave Rollins is on here, but, but he was selling his, uh, one of his speed graphics that he had actually modified to have tilt. He basically like dribbled down part of the front standard so that it could have tilt. Yeah, that was, um, that was his graphics like, that he was selling there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he he, had, he also had a Graphlex that had tilt too. Like, because yeah. the Graphlex was like was like the SLR one where you kind of look down. But yeah. but yeah, and I was like, oh man, I was like, that's I was like, that's the one. So so yeah, shout out to Dave for sharing. It was great. And so yeah, I bought that one and have been using that one like ever since. And then I I kind of sold the Cambo at cost, like basically what I got it for. Because I was just like wanted to you know pass along the deals. And then. Um, so then I've been, yeah, I've been using that speed graphic kind of ever since, and it's a, it's a solid camera. Solid. Yeah, Dan, shout out Dave, because he's an absolute legend. I'm looking so forward to seeing Dave at Policon this year. I'm excited about that. And yeah, yeah, he, he was also, great. He was so helpful, and he was, like, helping me a lot, too, with, when I got it, so he was, he was great. Oh, he's great. And he also wants to shout out Instant Flamingo for selling him his speed graphic. I know. Yeah, Dan, part of the speed graphic and the like fun projector lens crew. Because that was the thing. It's like I, could, I was like, I mean, I think I think it's like with with four by five and just film in general. I'm like, I kind of I kind of like the craziness of of like what you can do. Like I don't know. There's like that digital can be so like clean and everything. And that while, while I'm not like I don't know. I know some people get really nitty or like get really gritty with their film and they'll like soup it and do some other crazy stuff. I'm like, not to that extent, but I'm like, I like that like for on the, on the speed graphic, I can put on weird projector lenses or I can do crazy tilts and other stuff that like you can't as easily do or like naturally do with film or with digital. It's like, it's like you can just do crazy things with film. You can, you know, yeah. I love the like experimentation side of that I definitely love love doing the like speed graphic and four by five side of things like so manual like very it's like a very tactile experience which i love yeah it, it really is four by five is something completely different um i was curious though so how did you get started in photography like you mentioned that you were doing like um um animation things like that like, animation yeah and so yeah so i mean i know right <laughs> um i think it was like 2000 like 10 or so because i graduated in 2011 i think 2010 or so i i just like a 
serendipitous. Like I found an old like Polaroid land 250, like one of the pack film cameras, but it's like an automatic one. Um, just like at a garage sale. And I remember it like sat under my bed for a while and I was like, whatever. And then one day I decided to dig it out. And then at the time, or like still now, if you're going to use them, you have to, um, you have to like modify the battery because it uses like ancient battery that's kind of made, I think, but not really. So I modified it to use some triple A's and that was when pack film was literally like $9 a pack. Um, so it, which is funny cause like then it was like, I was like a broke college student. So I would buy like one pack at a time. And I was like, this is all I can afford. <laughs> uh, I was like, maybe two. Like I still, I literally still have, like some email receipts from Amazon and from like BNH, um, that it's like two packs of 3000 B for like nine ninety nine each. And I was just like, Oh man, if I had only bought like an insane amount of fat film, then what it was literally like a 10th of the price. But, but yeah. So anyways, I, I started messing around with that and took some really ridiculous photos to, bad but because i mean it's like i i didn't and my dad you know took like a bunch of photos of me going of course i know man it's rough but um like my dad you know he would shoot like on 35 millimeter and like we had a polaroid camera growing up but like just like a handful of polaroids i feel like when i when i was going through family photos not a ton but um but so yeah i started shooting with that and it's funny. I remember when I first fixed the camera or like fixed the camera to have the, the, uh, double A's, I was like testing it out with my wife and my girlfriend at the time. And we were shooting it with some 3000 D. Um, so very like sensitive film and we were shooting it in, in like her dorm room. And, and so, and it was at night and I was like, I think I took one of her and it worked and I was like, Oh cool. It works. And I was like, okay. Like, like her, like sitting on her bed and I was like, Oh great. It works. And then and I was like, okay, you take one of me. And so she like presses it and I'm like, I don't think it works. Cause like, especially in low light, you could hear like the like open and close of the shutter. You could hear like, like, and I was like, I just heard one and I was like, I don't think it worked. Um, and so she took like another one and it like didn't work. Took another one, didn't work. And then I was like, all right, I'm just going to like, I, I'm like, cause I kept checking the wiring and I was like, the wiring looks good as far as like my, like, you know, electrical tape and whatever worked. And so I, so I took one of her on, on the 3000 B and, and, and I, and I was like, all right, I heard the two clicks. Like, I think it worked that time. So I, and right when she was taking the photo of me, I was standing like with like a lamp, like right here, like uh-huh. right on me. Um, and so then when I peeled it, it was this weird thing where I peel it and like, she's there, it looks great, but there's this big white ball on her head. And I was just like, uh, you couldn't see her face at all. And I was like, what the heck? I was like, I don't even know what just happened. And what had happened was because like the lamp was slightly pointed towards the camera. And so it's like, just like a sidelight on my face. The, the camera was actually reading the scene like correctly. And so it was, it just, it was like a quadruple exposure. And so you could actually see my face very faintly. Um, and, and then the lamp where the lamp like triple exposed was where I ended up putting her head. Oh wow. Um, so it was just really, it was like this really funny thing where I was like, 
oh wait, that's the lamp. And like, that's the, like, it was just shining right at the camera. So that's why the shutter was just like, like, like really quick. And so I was like, that was so funny because it was working the whole time. I just didn't realize it was. Um, but, but yeah, anyway, so I started shooting with that a bit. And then when I like went home for like the like holiday, like we, we were on like a quarter system. So we had these like six week long, like, um, winter breaks, which are amazing. Um, and, and so when I went home, I was like, dad, where's that camera? Where's that 35 millimeter at? And he had, um, the, the infamous Canon AE one as nice. so many people bought and, you know, still quite, you know, quite the popular camera. And so then he gave me that. And, and so then I started like shooting with that and then some other weird, like 35 millimeter cameras that I picked up like for next to nothing. But, and I, and I like graduated shooting a little bit, but not much and was still shooting like peel apart just like randomly and then, and then, um, I, and then I was, I had moments that probably most or many film photographers have, or at least like, so I like kind of in a way like started with film, even though like digital was around then, but I kind of started with film cause I was just doing animation at the time. And, and, um, so then I had the moment when I, like I graduated and I moved to New Jersey for an internship in this really very tangentially related thing where I was like working at a package design company and I was making 3d models of store displays for like, for like M&M and stuff. It's very random. Um, but it got, but I was like, it got me close to New York. Cause I like, when I graduated with animation, the, the general, like the general path is like you moved to LA. Um, because that's obviously where Pixar and DreamWorks and Sony and just Hollywood in general is. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know if that's my vibe. Like, cause it's, it's a lot of just like grinding as a huge, like several hundred people team. And like, and, and like you just do horrific hours and like you do some really cool stuff. Like, and you know, in some ways I'm like, ah, man, that like, when I see like, a new film or whatever. I'm like, man, that looks amazing. And like, it would be so cool to work on that. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, so I but then I was like that, that like the, the Hollywood it, like animation grind was not my bag. And nor, I, nor was I feeling the LA vibe. Sorry, Los Angeles. And, and, um, and so then I was like, I wanted to move towards New York and just like figure it out. And so, yeah, I moved up to New Jersey. And so then when I was in New Jersey for like a year for that internship, I had like the big realization of like film is like kind of expensive. Um, even then when it was like pennies compared to what it is now. And, and so I, and so I, then I bought, I had to look my, I had my, you know, digital face um, where I still shot the like occasional role of like, of film or like still some, on the pack phone camera, but on the 250, but, but I bought like a Canon XT, which was like, you know, pretty basic consumer did uh, like DSLR. Yeah. And then, and then I did just through like Craigslist. And then I like traded that to an XTI for a little bit, which was like a very minor upgrade. But, um, and then, and then at one point I did end up getting a Canon T2I 
um, which is the digital camera I still own and is the only <laughs> digital SLR um, that I own um, or digital like camera that I, that I own because it shoots video. It shoots, you know, it shoots 1080p and like, honestly, for what it is, the quality is great. And it's like, in, in many ways, like it's more than I ever need. Like whenever I like randomly pick it back up to like, for some reason to shoot it, I'm like, Oh, digital is like very easy. Um, <laughs> but that's no fun. And so I don't, I don't really use it, but, but yeah. So for a while I was shooting a lot of, a lot of digital for like, cause then, cause then in that time, like after a year in New Jersey, I moved to New York and was still shooting kind of a mixture of like, of digital with like a spot of film. And then, and then actually around like 2015, I had this kind of very serendipitous meeting with, or like meet cute, if you will. Um, um, and, um, yes, magic lantern. I got really into magic lantern too, JC. Um, but I, I was like working at, I was like freelancing doing animation at this like design firm, but down, down in the financial district in New York city. And I know, right. Um, and I was like on lunch and just like sitting out. I would always like very firmly be like, this is my lunch hour. I'm going outside. I'm not going to sit by my computer and like sadly eat my lunch at my desk. Um, so I went, so, so I went, so I went to the park and I would sit there and like eat. And then I noticed this guy shooting with this like little old movie camera. And I was like, Oh, like, that's kind of neat. And I was like, I want, and I was like, I was like, Oh, what the hell? I, cause I had a pretty long lunch to kill. So I was like, I'm just going to go chat with this guy. And so I went up and I was like, Hey, let's go camera using like, what is it? Cause I was like, I shoot like a little film of like 35 millimeter Polaroid. But like, I was like, so I just wanted to see, you know what you're shooting with. And, uh, it's this guy, Tobias, I think his name, his full name's like Schneckenberg. And he was like, Oh, I, I know. Right. He was like, he was like, Oh, I am like, I'm in, in the city because like I'm from Germany and the name. Um, and he was like, I have a short film in the Brooklyn film festival that I shot on super eight. Although at the time he was like, but this is an eight millimeter camera, a little different, but, but he was like, he was like, yeah, I'm, I, I have a, a film that I'm screening there. So I'm in town for that. He was like, and like we chatted a little bit more and he was like, Oh yeah, you should, you should like come by and like, you should check it out. And so I was like, sure. Sounds cool. And so, I went and saw his film and um, his like short film, which was cool to see. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, that I think that. Oh wait, wow, Forrest, you really got me. You got me because I've been wa- I've been rewatching Arrested Development for us. So that actually, I was like, wait, that looks very familiar to my thinking um, from Arrested Development. Anyways, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but he, but he was like. Oh yeah. Like, um, that he was just like, I talked to him after his screening and he was like, yeah, I shoot a lot on super eight. He's like, and also you should check out, there's this place here in New York city called, um, called Mono Noaware that like, he's like, they do workshops on, on super eight and stuff and shout out to Mono. They're great. And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. I'll check it out. So then I ended up, but before I did check it out, I like bought, uh, like a, a super eight camera off eBay or I think about like two or maybe even three at a time. Cause it, it went down a, a spiral as one does, but also super eight cameras back, back in like 2015 were like 
literally a tenth of the price. Mm-hmm. Like I bought in twenty fifteen or six and like sixteen, I bought two Canon five fourteen XLs, and I also bought like some other cameras. But like I bought both of those for thirty five dollars or like maybe forty dollars each, and those cameras now sell for like three or four hundred dollars. Damn. Um, it's 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 for, as like with so many like film cameras now, it's like I definitely feel like in general. I, I, you know, luckily, I mean, I'm still here, but luckily got, got into film photography before things got like really crazy. Like before, like the resurgence really got swept up because a lot of the cameras that I bought like early on are like a fifth of the price of what I could like sell them for now. Um, and so, so yeah, so I bought a couple of those and I was messing around with those and then I ended up taking a workshop at mono about like how to develop film and, and coffee, coffee and beer. It was a mixture of coffee oh, and cool. beer. Um, and, and so to that workshop, then I took another one there about like how to shoot and then develop like black and white reversal, um, so that you can actually project it. And then I managed to like get a projector for super cheap kind of on, on Craigslist. And, and so then, yeah, so I started to get into that in 2015, and then I ended up even, like, a couple... I, I would always bring my Paxone camera at, uh, to, to weddings, like, that I would go to, and I would shoot, like, a pack, and I was just like, oh, here's, like, some cool photos, like, whatever, it's $10, and, like, here's your wedding gift, because I'm poor, and $10 and some cool photos is, like, a decent gift. Yeah. Um, and, and, so, and so then, after I took some of those workshops, I was like, oh, I'm going to... I told my friend, I was like, I'm going to bring this Super 8 camera um, to your wedding and I'm just going to shoot a little bit just like for the hell of it. And he was like, he was like, oh man, like if you are, he was like, can I like pay you to like buy more roles? And then like, cause he's like, we didn't hire a videographer, but like that sounds super cool. And I was just like, all right. I was like, no guarantees. It's going to, it's going to look good at all. But and I was like, I think I hadn't even tested the camera quite yet. So I was like, it's up to you. Um, and so luckily I shot it and it came out, it came out looking great. Um, and then my roommate at the time also was like, Oh man, I'm getting married. Like I love for you to shoot some there. So then I shot some of her, um, her wedding. And then, and along with the pack phone cameras. And so, and so then around like the next spring, my, you know, my wife, Stephanie, she was like, honestly, you're kind of like, you should just like, turn this into something. You've had people asking about it. You've had more people like asking about it. So, so then she actually came up with the like Nick Collingwood vintage. Technically it first started as Nick Collingwood vintage photography, but I was like, but it's not just photography. So maybe we just like go with a very weirdly ending name of Nick Collingwood, just vintage. Um, and which in retrospect, I realized pretty quickly that I'm now competing with a bunch of vintage clothing shops. Um, when I've definitely gotten like some like random emails sometimes saying like, wait, these folks or like when I've like talked to people and I'm like, Oh yeah. I like have my Instagram with the kind of vintage and they're like, Oh, like you say, so like clothes or something. And I'm like, no, I just mean like vintage cameras. I was like, I see the confusion. <laughs> Nonetheless, I'm invested in Nick, in the Nick Collier vintage day. So like, yeah, but I was like, I kind of liked that it was like a little bit open-ended in terms of like, it's not just my name. It's not just 
you know, like Nick Collingwood. Cause also at the time, the problem was like, I had a portfolio website for my animation work that was nickcollingwood.com, you know? And so it was like, so I was like, well, I can't just call it Nick Collingwood because then, then it'll be, I was like, I needed to separate two out. And so, so yeah, I was like, I liked that vintage was like just a little bit more open-ended in terms of like super eight or photo or whatever the hell I wanted it to be. Um, so yeah, I, she started that, like made me a website and then, and then around that springtime, I actually ended up going to like a Lamography event. Cause back when, back when Lamography had RIP, but it had a, um, it had a storefront in like the West village in New York city. And so they would sometimes have events. So they have like a world photography day, like thing, like, like photo walk. And I was like, Oh, I'll go check it out. What the hell? Yeah, and not? so I went there and um, met some people there. And then I met um, some of the people that work there, like this guy, Devin Blaskovich, who's great. Uh, JP uh, wants to know if you can tell the Rosario Dawson story. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll, oh, yeah. I definitely will. Okay. Uh, but I'll, I'll finish this one. Sounds good. But, uh, but yeah, so basically I went there and I met this guy, Devin, Devin Blaskovich, who's who was like running, like he was like the store manager at the time. And I met some of the other people um, that were there and then just like, just got like sucked into the film void basically very hard. Cause then like they would have like little gallery showings or little, just like events, like every like couple weeks. And I was, maybe they were just like, come by and like, check it out. And like, so I would just like go by and like, you know, met a bunch of more people and I got more into film. And, and so then it was like, Basically, that was like very much the tipping point of of like spiraling into the the black hole. Because then, around I think that same year is when I met some of the people. Uh, I went there's an event here in New York City every summer called the Jazz Age Lawn Party. Um, that's a school event. That's like it's as it sounds. It's like everyone. It's a, like a Jazz Age like 1920s event where people dress up in their like 1920s attire. Some real, some not. Um, and, and that, and that, I think there, I kind of met some of the penumbra people and their, their whole like pin type thing and, and everything. So then I got connected with them. And so then since then it was just a, a, um, also, also 2016 was when, was when Paxom got discontinued, which was, Mm -hmm. I was like, I was literally like, publish the website. I'm going to shoot weddings on Paxom and super eight. And then literally like a week later, it was like, and then Fuji's like, the fuck you are. And I was like, oh, shit. I yeah. was like, okay. Um, and so then, well, first, I remember the day it got discontinued. I was like, B&H went, or like the price went from like $10 to $30 a pack, which I was like, whoa, that's a lot. Um, and so I found through my searching um, that this place, Brooklyn Film Camera, that I had never heard about, was selling... FD 100 for $20 a pack. And I was like, I'm going to jump on that. And I like emailed the guy who I now know it's Kyle. Um, and I was like, yo, can I buy like 10 packs? Which for me at the time, dropping $200 on film was like a ludicrous expense. It was like very much like I was like, this is a lot of money to books. I was not making much money at the time, but I was like, film means a lot to me. And I, I was like, I just like using it. It's fun. Um, and met up with Kyle and this was like before he had like the storefront, he was just running the, um, the, he was running like a stand at the Brooklyn flea market. And, um, 
And so I met him and he sold me that film. And, and then I like kept in touch with him and that connected me to a bunch more people. And I met like, you know, like Julian and, and a bunch of other people like in that were even working at impossible projects at the time. Now Polaroid and, and cause they would throw events. And so it's like, it was like 2015 and 2016 was like, you know, a, a crazy year of just like, just leaping off into the, into the rabbit hole of, of all things film. Um, so yeah, so ever since then, I've just got been really involved in like the New York city, like area, like film meetups or events or just like random odds and ends that, that, yeah, that's kind of where, where, um, it all like spiraled out of control. That's awesome. So that's, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's more or less where it is. Yeah. But I guess, but yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of how like the film communities are though it's like you know you, you get dragged into them you it's like a vortex you you get close to the yeah exactly like i yeah i meet people and then i meet other people and then i hang out with them and then i meet other people through them and it's like yeah it is just like it's like you know and, there, and i feel like every, like especially going to lamography and everything it was fair yeah it was like everyone was like super energetic and friendly and just like yeah cool i shoot this i shoot this or you know in different types and so it's like just like a very like i feel like in general i've always felt like the film community is very welcoming and 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 just like a good time to be around and it's like while we obviously talk about gear and film and stuff like that it's like not it's like I don't know. It's, it's like, it's still, I just get a little bit more joy out of it than like, I mean, don't get me wrong. When I was like shooting digital, I would like dive down digital comparison black holes, but then like, I don't know. It's not, I don't, you know, and it doesn't spark joy as much <laughs> for me. So they like compare, it's like that, you know, so I've yeah, definitely enjoyed getting, yeah. Like meeting through people and, and then like meeting people in other cities and everything. So it's like the phone community in general, has like definitely been a huge aspect of like what kept pulling me in further into like shooting film and, and I don't know, all of that good stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> Peter McKinnon would like to have a word. What's up guys? Let me make some more fucking coffee for you while I shill whatever <laughs> shit I've got going on now. Sorry, that was mean. Anyway. He's out of here. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, you, you meant Canadian well, Casey Neistat. So no, that's mean. Oh yeah, no, right. I, I was <laughs> yeah. He's never been quite my bag. Which one? Casey Neistat. He's I've never right. been. I, I feel like as I, I feel like, and as just a general concept, YouTube has never been my thing. Like, I, and which I know, like I have friends. I mean, like now I've like you know I'm you know I know Ben Ben of an instant. He's like is in the New York City area, and I know him. Yeah, and just joined Sweetville University. Um, yeah, yeah, Sweetville University, and and so it's like. So he's running a channel and I have some other people that do this, like, but I don't know, for whatever reason, uh-oh. <laughs> Ben's uh-oh. like, my ears are burning. Ben, he heard, like, <laughs> literally the moment I said, the moment I said Ben, Ben's like, just, yeah, like, just, just, just. Well, um, but like, so but, JP has a, an interesting way where he, he learned a lot from Casey's daily vlog and like his daily vlog was interesting. Like the Casey had some yeah. like kind of cool stuff there. And then it just, it kind of like, I think he got tired of it and that 
showed yeah. in like the output that was getting there. But then you still need to make money off of the media machine, so you got to feed the beast with whatever. Right. And then there's just all these like fucking offshoots of like the the Casey stuff and like. Unfortunately, and if there's for, one for Canada, YouTube channel I hate it in an instant. <laughs> yeah, I heard he's a real dick. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's the worst. Oh yeah, he came out no, with that app too. Like, there's like that whole beam thing that he did that was like, whatever. Oh um, His brother Van though has some really cool shit. So uh, his brother Van Neistat has started. Uh, it's called the Spirited Man. And, um, it's actually kind of an interesting, um, interesting thing, but again, it's like one of those, like, yeah. I, don't know, I, 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 I've been like hesitant to get on the YouTube train myself too. Cause like Instagram just works so well and it's like not scary and like whatever, but I've had like so many people. I feel, I feel like I'm shit. like, yeah, I, I yeah. feel like I'm already like scatterbrained enough to like even try and manage keeping my Instagram like mildly up to date. Um, also I, I feel like it's like I think too much about it. And then, so then I don't post and it's like a, it's a vicious cycle of, of thinking too much and not posting, even though I was like, I love shooting. Like I shoot all the time. Um, it's like, I burn through so much film, but, <laughs> but then, and I'm like, and it's not that I'm not proud of my work. I'm like, I like my work, but then it's like, but then I just, I'm like, oh, but what do I post and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, so I get to in my head about it, I feel like. And so, but, but, but the thing with YouTube, it's like, I'm like, I thought about it. And some people are like, oh, Nick, like you do a lot of stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that I've thought about it, but I'm just like, it's just another thing to manage. And I'm, I've been avoiding like TikTok for this reason. Although like, I, Dude, I've TikTok had people is say so that dangerous. Just, like, it's like, it's just. I know it, it sucks you in. And it's people terrible. are like, "Oh, you should join TikTok because like people would like you like you know love like kind of the stuff you make and like and like how you're making it stuff." And I'm just like, ah, it's gonna be just like it's another it's a it's another like void to fall into." And I'm just like, speaking of speaking of ways totally to fall into, die. I think Ben is trying to track down someone named Wilma Dickfit. So if there's a <laughs> Wilma Dickfit in the chat, please. Yes. Um, Slide into Ben's DM there, because yeah, give us a, yeah, hit up Ben. Yeah, hit up Ben. He's got a see void about, to fill. See about that. Um, and then speaking <laughs> of like love of film, Tim from uh, Kodak showed up, and Instant Flamingo says, "Yo, Tim from Kodak is here. We love Tim. We all." Love I know Tim. Tim. I'm bummed that bummed that we didn't get to meet when because I, I was just in LA, um, like a few weeks ago visiting my sister-in-law, and like in relative proximity to Tim. And, but him had the Rona, so no oh. dice. That was a bummer. Cause I know like JP and Han and all those cool West Coast kids are always hanging out without me, but we'll make it happen one of these days. Uh, uh, you know, I don't make it out to LA too much, but my sister-in-law does live out there, live out there so I'll, I'll make it happen. It'll be good times. Yeah, I'm going to try and cruise down there on the way to Policon. So with True. the way with the way air it was travel. cool. What's that sort of? Yeah, I was gonna say when I like going like Policon this year. A Policon, I know COVID in for sure. So sad, but that's how it goes. But I was gonna say Policon this year was for the Bay Area was kind of a funny like very last minute thing. I was literally 
at Kyle Depew of BFC's house, and he was he was having it was me and him and Ben, um, and and our lovely significant others, and we were like sitting there, and and we were just like, Polacom's like in three weeks, like should we do it? And we we're like, well, wait, sorry, that, that's, that's kind of crazy. Polacom Bay Area is what you're talking about. Yeah, Polacom yes. Bay Area. Yeah, since I mean the other Polacom has, I guess Polacom in the more official capacity hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Polygon Bay Area, it was like late seven. We were just like sitting around this fire and maybe some drinks in. And we were just like, we should just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got, we were far too like, we should just do it. And surprisingly flights were like $200 cross country round trip. And so we were just like, we should all just like smash into an Airbnb and invite some other people. And so we got like, five or six of us into an Airbnb and like went out there and like, but it was just cool. Like meeting all the, like a lot of the West coast people that like people that I've been chatting with for like years and just like, especially with COVID and everything like hadn't, hadn't been out there and met or like vice versa. They hadn't been able to come to New York city. And so, yeah, it's like, it was cool just being like putting uh, a face to a handle and a lot of like Dave yeah. and like JP and Han and all these people that I was like, Dude, I've I've chatted with you for like days of my life, and and yeah, so so that was that yeah that was a very uh, random choice, but no regret. Yeah, I, I was a little tiny bit choked because I was all set to like head down for Policon Bay Area, but we still had a testing requirement for coming back into Canada. Oh and, yeah, um, yeah. If I ended up like testing negative on the way back. I wouldn't have been able to financially afford uh, afford 14 days in San Francisco for like isolating. So I was just like, fuck. And then yeah. the weekend after Policon Baria, they took it out. There was no more like requirements. Oh, really? So I was oh, like, damn. Why couldn't you do it for fucking Policon? So that that's the first time I, know, I felt. I know fun. it was. So go ahead. I think that was like maybe the first flight I had taken since the pandemic. Maybe I had taken one for that, but I'll be like, I mean, it's like even. I mean, I feel like there was like a mental exhaustion to an extent for like us New Yorkers who were like, we get it, and it's and it's <laughs> and it's a real, th- you know, it's a serious thing. But I think at that point we were just like, all right, we're all vaccinated, we're just gonna like, we're just gonna go for it and just like hope for the best. And like, luckily, I don't think I know of anyone that got COVID from. From Policon, so good job, Policon attendees. Way to for go, Policon guys! Getting those back yeah. cards. Well, I'm looking so, forward to yeah. Policon Texas. Um, I'm not comfortable with how the airlines have been doing, like between true, countries true. and stuff. So this time, I decided, you know, fuck it. I got a bunch of um, vacation time left. I'm just gonna drive down. Um, Nice, nice. Uh, Armand from the Den Camera Exchange, he's going to fly up to Seattle. I'm going to pick him up there, and he's going to come down with me for the, the ride down. But, Sick. Um, That'll think, be good. Yeah, I think we might cruise through L.A. and just try and catch up with a few people that the two of us haven't been able to see because of pandemic shit and then shoot over to yeah. Texas. I think that's, like, that's, I think, the thing with, I feel like, the film, kind of that thing with the film community. It's like when I was just out in L.A., I was actually out there because my sister-in-law just bought a house out there, so I was helping, like, my wife and I were helping her do like, it was like a whole crazy ordeal, but, but we were out there and I was just like, all right, well I'm out here and I'm in LA and I haven't been in like 
since 2015. And so I'm going to like hit some people up. And, and so then, so yeah, I just like, you know, some different LA people that I had been chatting with and some different shops that I wanted to go to, but especially like meeting up with some film people just to like do what we're doing now, just like shoot the shit for like, for like a while. So I would just like meet up with people and just like hang out, like shoot a couple portraits and just like, whatever. It's like, I was like that. And then I even did that a, a couple other, like when I went, cause then we, after LA, we drove up to Portland and then, and then I met up with a couple of friends. Like I met up like Ryan Mir head up there and like, just like, it's just cool that like in any town or city or, or area. And even when I was back, like I'm from St. Louis, Missouri originally. And then when I go back to St. Louis, I know a couple of people there like Brian Burks or some other, like this girl, like Chrissy is really cool. It's like, I'm just like, let's just like hang and just talk life and film and all that. And I just feel like the people that I, that I've met through like the film community are really like just nice and fun to chat with. So, yeah. so yeah, it's like, it's cool that like in any, in any like city or town, I can just like go and just like, I'm like, Oh wait, I think I know the people here. Like, let's like meet up for just like, let's go sit in the park and like burn a few frames and like do whatever. And then like, cool. That's it. Like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't even have to be like some huge thing. It's just like, let's hang out for a minute, like shoot a few, you know, portraits or whatever and like walk around and then like, you know, and then it's just good to like have these like, Am I familiar? Not, I mean, faces or people, I guess, would be since like some of these people I was like, I've never met you before, but I've chatted with you enough to, yeah. to know you're probably legit. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's been the kind of a fun thing for like when I have done some like travel stuff, is like also trying to find like some of the local people. Cause like I'm kind of like, it, I mean, I, I'm spoiled here in New York City where there's like, a bazillion people and there's always like things happening and events and like, there's a really good community because it's like between like lamography and DFC and photodom and like number and like, and all the little labs, like there's always like things and events and just like in general, like lots of cool things and like with all the gallery shows that there's lots of, there's always stuff happening here, but, but it's like when I went home to St. Louis, I was like, I was like, Oh, I mean, there's like one, film shop, like one film lab in St. Louis, but it's like, but then I managed after digging through like Instagram for a while to find some people and like, I've met up with them and I'm still friends with them. And, and actually one of the girls that I met there, she moved to San Francisco and then for Policon, I stayed with her the first few days until the rest of the guys came and like the fur roommates and, and who then JP like came over and then we had like a whole like photo party thing. It was just like, it's just cool that like one thing can lead to another can lead to another within like this community. And it's like some, you know, it doesn't all have to be like very high, like, like a comparison. It can't, it's not always like, well, how good are you or how many followers or how many, it's just like, let's just like hang out and like use weird cameras or cool cameras or like do whatever. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's like, I think that's the cool thing that, that like yeah it's like i've met just there's uh, so many like serendipitous things through through like the through just shooting film that i think isn't the same with digital which you know digital's fine if somebody wants to shoot digital that's fine but but yeah i just think that film is <laughs> film is fun it it is fun and the community is really interesting too like it's it, there is a bit of a yeah. difference between like the film community and, and the digital community and 
you know, I, I don't think one is better than the other from like a tool perspective, right. but from a community perspective, you know, the, the film community is a bit more welcoming and, you know, not as like, yeah, it's a good time. Insular. I know. It's funny. I almost, I, uh, when I, when I was in up in Portland, I almost met up or I was going to try and meet up with Jamie, Jamie Swift. Nice. It, was, it was like where I was, she's still like two or three hours, but I was like, maybe I can swing that. Cause I was visiting my mom in Southern like central Oregon. But then it just so happened that she was on the East coast at the time visiting family. And I was like, uh, bad timing, but I'll make it happen. Cause I know Ben went out there and got to visit her. And I was like, I try with Jamie a lot because she, I don't even think, cause I, I watched your interview with her and I don't think she mentioned it, but she actually got her, or like, I don't know if it was her start, but for a while she worked in animation as well. Oh, wild. Um, yeah, she worked for their, this company, Leica, not the camera brand, um, <laughs> as in L-A-I-K-A, which, uh, which did like Paranorman and Coraline and all those um, like claymation films that mm. they're, they're like felt popular enough. Um, so I think she used to work for them as like a set designer um, for, for a while. So we've, yeah, we, we've like gone back and forth about that. And it's cool. So it's like she's then also gotten in, to the film world and and everything so so yeah but mr because she had just had gone oh who is the oh so ben, ben has a question surprised me yeah who's who's the person's most surprised to you that you've met from the film community oh that is most surprising man that's like so open-ended i feel like um, yeah, shout out to Leica because Leica is actually really cool and they do really cool, like hand creative stuff. Um, the person that has most surprised me would, I think this is, I mean, kind of a random one, but it was funny. It's like, um, I do think Ryan Muirhead was, was one because, or I, I've got a couple actually now that I think about it, but Ryan Muirhead, like he's does some really awesome work a very like, very like emotive work. And, and, and that I was in 2020 when I was moving my mom to Oregon. Um, when I, yeah, I moved her to Oregon and I was randomly like, I saw on his Instagram that he was like, Oh, I'm moving back to Portland this week, which is about an hour and a half from where my mom moved. And I just randomly was like, Oh no, this was, no, not, not 2020. This was last December. Um, because I was visiting her and I was just like, yo, I'm kind of in proximity to you, but you want to meet up. And, and he was like, I mean, I'm, and Brian, you know, and it's like, not the followers or everything, but he's got, I don't know, like 200,000 followers or something. So I was like, he's like pretty big up there in the realm of Instagram. Um, but, but, um, yeah, I met up. I, he was like, he was like, well, I'm just like unpacking boxes. But if you want to come over, sure. And so I was like, what the hell? Because I, I was with my mom for like five or six days, and so I was like, I could use a break. Uh, and and oof, I bet I was asking a hard question. So yeah, I went over and I like literally just like we just like chilled and like I helped him like move some boxes, and then we went and got like some pho, and we of course burned took a couple portraits and like. It was just like a, he was just like this very, he's a very like, I don't know. He's like softer spoken than I thought, or like, I don't know. Yeah. He was super friendly and like just welcoming to be like, 
you know what? I'm in the middle of moving right now, but I, he was like, I would love to meet up. He was like, come over, let's do it. Like you're here. Let's actually meet up. And I was just like, so like, oh, like, I mean, I was like, I was like a total wild card. Just like, I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, so it was like, so it was, yeah, it was just like a funny experience of like helping him like move. And I never even met him, but, but, but it was great. Um, and I would say the other one, which is kind of a, which is kind of an odd one, but well, just in the context of that, but, um, when I was driving back from, and also this is a funny story from one of my favorite cameras. Um, when I was driving back from, from Oregon to St. Louis in 2020, I, I was going through Salt Lake city, which is where, um, the find lab is, which is like a pretty big, like mail-in order lab, like mm-hmm. mail-in lab for, for film processing, especially for wedding photo- uh, photographers. And, um, and so then I, there's a guy, the guy that runs it, this guy, Jonathan Sandless. Um, he's this, he's this Hawaiian guy. And, and he, I kind of did the same. I was like, Hey, passing through town. You're free to meet up. Let me know. And he was like, sure. I'm just like chilling in my home studio today. So come through. And this was still in 2020 and stuff. So I was like, all right. So I came over and we like stood outside for the most part, just chatted. And like also found out that like he went to high school, like, 15 minutes from me in St. Louis, but oh, then wow. like grew up in Hawaii and also lived in Utah and like, so I was like, one, that's crazy. And then like, he was showing me around the studio and I, I took a, I took a four by five Polaroid of him and, <laughs> uh, this is funny. Um, so I took a four by five portrait of uh, a Polaroid of him. And then I was like, all right, I was like, I've killed enough of your time, so I'm going to get out of here. It's like, great to meet you. And he's like, oh, he's like, hold on a second. Let me go get something. And so he runs back into his studio, and he brings out um, a Graflex SLR, which are these, like, large format SLR, similar to, like, an RB67, but yeah. giant. Um, and he was like, he was like, you should just take this. He was like, it's sitting on my shelf. It's collecting dust. And he's like, I feel like you would, you would be the one to – like he's like you would I feel like you would make good use of this and I was like yes because oh, I know like the, my friends at yeah my friends at Penumbra um have sh- shoot with those all the time and I was like that camera was like a bucket list camera and but they're like pretty hard to find and pricey and also like not always working and all this stuff because lots of you know they're like mine the, the one that you gave me is from like the late 40s and so and so, yeah, he gave me that. And I was just like, I like just met you, you know? And like, I think that's a cool, again, like Texas was just like, so he was just like, we chat for an hour and he's just like, Hey, you seem like you're going to use this. Like it's just collecting dust. And I'd rather have a camera be used than collect dust, Yeah, which is actually like my motto for a lot of my, unless the camera's like explicitly like broken beyond like a reasonable repair. I'm like, I don't, I mean, I have a lot of cameras, so it's not that I don't have a lot of cameras, but I use them. Like, I use all of them, you know, at least in, like, somewhat rotation where it's, like, people that, like, have, like, shelves and shelves of, like, film cameras just, like, makes me die. Yeah, that, that stuff because, just fucking kills me. Like, just use them or sell them. Yeah. Like, why Why just... Right, and they're like, them? oh, they're all working or something. Yeah, I'm like... Not for much longer like, if they stay up on the those. fucking shelf. Like... Right. Yeah. So that was a, that was definitely a surprising, surprising experience. Um, for sure. Um, 
to answer, I, I feel like I need to address the pizza discussion that's happening. Uh, that um, I am from St. Louis, which is known in some circles for its St. Louis style pizza, which is a thin crust pizza. And it has this crazy cheese called Provel cheese that is, it's like, it's like almost like custom made from, from Wisconsin, I guess, Mexican cheese. And they like, it's like a mixture of cheeses that they make specifically for St. Louis. And the, the main pizza place in St. Louis is called Emos. And they make it with this Provel cheese. It's like a very thick, stringy cheese. And it is delicious, but it is not for everyone. I will say that. My dad, who, he's from South Carolina, so not a St. Louisan by birth. He tell, says it's like, car, it says, says it's like cheese on a cracker, which is very offensive. Um, but I love it and my wife love it. So whenever we come back from St. Louis, we always smuggle in like a Ziploc bag onto our, uh, in our carry on bag of pizza back to, yeah, back to New York. You, you didn't, you didn't and answer, we freeze it. you didn't answer instant flamingo's original question though. You can only have one for the rest of your life. Polaroid 669 oh. or St. Louis pizza. Oh, I would, I mean, I guess if it's like a unlimited supply or like, I guess if it's like, for the foreseeable future. Yes. I mean, 669 is a hard one to turn down. I know, right? Oh, that, that's a tough one. I, I do love, I mean, I do live in New York now, so we do have New York pizza, which is delicious. And I mean, my wife's shaking her head at me right now. So There's so <laughs> but, many different kinds of pizza, but there's only one 669. I know, exactly. Yeah. There's only one 669. And that, I do I do really love that film, which, I'll you know, that guy, Curtis, I mentioned earlier, he gave me, the, my first pack of 669 and he was like here he's like use this and then once again fell into the black hole of expired Polaroid film which I had not gotten into yet and from that and, but now I love it it's great it's very it's it's a it's a whole other lifestyle That's but, fair. but it's fun though I'd have to say one of the people that surprised me in the film community just meeting randomly for just how interesting and easygoing and open to chat with they were uh, was Grant Britton. That guy is, is something else. If, if you get a chance to like um, have a beer or whatever with him, uh, that dude's got stories for days and he's just also, Oh yeah, I'm sure a, a funny sly kind of guy. Like I like him a lot. He's cool. And um, I did. Yeah. It's funny. Also, I think the, the cool thing about even the film community, it's like it, it does also bridge the gap into like older generations. Absolutely. Which yeah. is cool. Cause like digital is like pure more so just digital, like more within the past 20 years where it's like, yeah, I've tried it with people that are like, you know, eight, like, I mean, uh, like this summer, I, like for instance, I, I went, um, when I was at home in St. Louis, my, my, I guess like my wife's grandfather, he, he used to shoot weddings on, on a three by four, like so large format, but a three by four crown graphic camera, like in the fifties. Oh, cool. Um, and, and I still, I, from that camera that Jonathan gave me, I had some three by four film and I was like, I'm going to bring this back. Cause like her dad had said like, Oh, it'd be cool to like mess around with that camera some now that I'm retired. And so I brought back some three by four film and I'm like loaded up that loaded up some holders. And then we went oh, like they, her, you know, grandparents live like in a, like a retirement, a like community kind of thing. So we went over there and, and 
got up the camera and like showed it to him and like, and I gave kind of the both like a little, like, you know, five, 10 minute, like lesson on large format. Cause like, I mean, the grandfather, like he's done it, but it's been, you know, he said like probably 30 or 40 years. Yeah. And then her dad was like, I kind of messed with this camera some, but you know, whatever. So then I gave him a little refresher and then like, it was just cool. Like, it's, and then after like five minutes, her grandfather was like, Oh, just like, Oh, he's like, I know how to, you know, he was like right in it. And like, he remembered exactly like, you know, it like came right back to him, like riding a bike where he was like, Oh, this is how you hold it. And this is how you close it. And like, and so it's like cool that I like could have this moment where I was like, yeah, I use a similar camera all the time for my own work. And now like, I'm ha- it's like cool to have this little moment with him um, where he's like, we live and he's telling all these stories about, Oh, when I used to shoot weddings and it was this, and it was, I had to use this kind of equipment and all that stuff. And I was like, it's cool to like have a common like bond with like, uh, like an older generation that's not just like, Oh, I have this digital camera with like 8,000 settings. Yeah. It's like, no, it's like, we're shooting the same thing, like more or less. And it's like, so yeah, school. And like I developed this, when I came back, I developed the photos and they came out looking great. And so, so yeah, it was like, I don't know. It's just a fun thing that like that you can connect with different. It's not just like a young man's game or, you know, a young person's game, but to be the, you know, a digital photographer, which I feel like sways that way. It's like, you can like, yeah, have all kinds of different interactions with different people, uh, retired or not, or craft photographer or enthusiast or whatever that in school. Well, and they've got like interesting stories and experience that they could share that oh, yeah. never you couldn't find out on a YouTube video or like you know searching around on the internet because like the people that know that shit aren't on either of those things. Like they're just right, know. yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah, there's so there's so much like hidden gems out there of like finding like just like the people and the stories and like it's yeah, it's just kind of funny. Like I just I just speaking of six six nine and St. Louis. I just bought a bunch of 669 from St. Louis because I found it on Facebook Marketplace. And it was like, the guy I was chatting with was like, yeah, I used to be a crime scene photographer. And then we were going to throw all this out. And then I was like, ah, what the hell, I'll keep it. And so he's like, so it's so it's like, I don't work there anymore and whatever, but I have all this film. So I figured I'd like, have, and I was just like, that's so crazy. Like I'm like chatting with this like crime scene photographer. I was like, yeah, I used to shoot, you know, crime scene, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's so crazy. It's like, it's like, what a, you know, what a funny connection to have made. And like, and like, um, my buddy, Jesse wisdom, um, he may or may not know. It's like, he like bought a whole bunch of four by five Polaroid, like a year or two, maybe two years ago. And from like similar, it was like from a police station that, that he bought like, just like a ton of boxes of film that they were just like, yeah, this is just in the back room. We don't know what to do with it. So, uh, we're going to sell it. You know, I just like, it's like, it's just kind of funny situations like that, that I think you can get into a film that is like kind of cool. It's like, I just, sometimes I'm just like, what is even happening right now? But all right, this is fun. Tim, Tim says you young whippersnappers make me feel young again. Um, <laughs> we're keeping you young, Tim. JP wants to know if you sold your grandpa, um, your preset. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I feel like I'm not getting these questions upset. I'm not um, speaking with and then, My thing has like been frozen for a bit. That's all right. Forrest Burke is still wondering if, um, no one's answered if anyone's tried eye ladies yet. I don't know. I've never heard of that. Um, oh man. I wish my, I um, but also, um, you still haven't 
told the Rosario Dawson story yet. Oh, Rosario Dawson story. Okay, so that one's really funny. So um, with it does involve my beloved Graflex uh, SLR, the, the Super D, and so I like the past the past like three ish. Well, I guess not twenty twenty. Well, maybe twenty twenty. No, I think it was, I don't know, but I would go to, um, New York fashion week happens here. It's twice a year and it happens in like February. It happens in September and I'm not cool enough to get into fashion week. Um, but so, but it does mean that there's, I mean, it's New York city. There's a bunch of cool people on the streets and especially around fashion week. And so I, for a few years now, I would just go there around like some of the spots where some of the events were. Um, and, and, um, I would just bring, I mean like the first couple years or the first year or so I did it with like, I brought like a TLR that I was borrowing and like, and I think, I, I think one of my like modded Instax cameras, which I have mm-hmm. and, and then, and then the nut, and then another year I did, I mean, I've, I've done it on like an RB67 some, and then. But the last couple, uh, but the last time I did it with, um, in the fall of last year, I brought the Graflex uh, SLR, and um, if you anyways, just like scroll, um, it'll you'll get to it again. And it doesn't. It's like it's it's all the way back. It's still back at I I started talking about pizza and it and it locked it up. Oh, weird. But fucking Instagram. Um, Wow, wow. I know, right? Instagram really letting us down. Sorry. Man, you suck. Um, so anyways, I I was I brought the I brought the um the graph that four by five, like it's like an SLR, so it's handheld. So I'm like yeah. what mobile? Um and so I was shooting I was shooting around there's a place called um Prince well, it's Prince Street, but that's our Prince Street studio. Thing. I don't know. I'm bad at this. I'm bad at fashion week. Um, but I do, I still show up. Nonetheless. So I was like there and I was just like, it's basically just me walking around and like, I do have, you can like look at the schedule online for when like shows get in or out. And so then there's, there'll be like a huge rush of people before all, all like really cool, trendy people like, like filing in beforehand. Yeah. And then when the show lets out a bunch, a bunch of those same people filing out and then like 30 minutes later, another show will happen. Um, and so I was just going there and I'm just like taking portraits of like, I'd be like, Hey, you like, there are, there's like 30, 30, like mainly guys with digital cameras, all like with like 70, 200 millimeter lenses, all like shooting stuff. And I'm just like there with like this giant box, like the size of my head. And I'm just like, Hey, do you want like this crazy camera? Like, can I take your photo? And I was like, it takes a minute. Cause I was like, I, even though it's, even with the handheld, it's still like, I'm like, gotta focus and stuff. Um, and so people are generally pretty receptive to it. And the, like I posted some of the photos and they, they came out really nice, but, but yeah. So then when I was on like the backside of the building where there's a garage and like some people enter there and, and that's where like all like the models enter and some of the other, like, I guess more famous people enter. So I was hanging out there with a few people and then kind of a funny thing. is like, I saw, this woman and I was like, one, she's wearing a really cool dress and she looks kind of familiar. And I was like, 
and of course it's Smash Week, and like I'm like my buddy Dan Bikini, he he shoots Smash Week all on like a Yashika T4. Like he just like runs around and just like he just like does these like quick snapshots. Um and and so but he's like on it. Like he has a schedule, he has a whole book series called No Invite because he sneaks into Fashion Week events and takes photos okay. um, of like celebrities. Um, and so I'll like kind of tag along with him and be like, Oh yeah, this person, this person, that person has like a million followers. That's this designer. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. Um, but, but yeah, so he wasn't there and I was like, Oh, I recognize this girl. And I was like, and I asked her for, I, I'm trying to remember which I, cause I actually took two photos, but I was like, but I think the first one I took where she was standing with this guy. So, and a couple of photographers were next to me and I was like, all right. I'm just going to let this one rip. So it was just a black and white sheet film shot. And I was like, but she was again, wearing this really cool dress and it had a lot of red in it, which I was shooting six, six, nine, you know, expired Polaroid film, which for some reason, how the film ages, the reds like pop. And, and so I was like, I want to get a shot of her on instant film. And so I was like, Hey, can I get a portrait? And she's like, okay, sure. And, but of course I'm like, I, you know, I don't want to crowd anyone and it's like, you know, because they get a lot of photos and like, and you know, sometimes they're like, no. And I'm like, all right, fine. Um, but, um, I was like, Hey, can I get a photo of you? And she's like, okay. So I said, okay, well, can you come over here? Because I was like, this camera takes a little bit of setup. and like, it's not just like a, you know, and I'm done. I'm like, I need to like set this up. So I was like, okay, can you stand over here? And, and then I, and then I, and then I took the, I mean, loaded the phone, shot it and, um, for like spreading the dress out. And then I was like, please work. Cause this, <laughs> this is old film. And I was like, might not work. It might just be sand and I'd be very sad. And so then but something I like to do with these, I'm always like, all right, would you like, you should get out your camera or you should get out your phone because like there's a whole peel process, which you're probably familiar with. And it's like where you peel apart the positive and negative and it shows the damage. It's cool. And so I was like, Oh, you should, you should take a video of this. And so she's like, okay. And so then I peel it and it comes out great. And it was funny because then she, like the camera has like a, like a logo on the front of this graph. Like she just goes, Oh, thank you. Graph. <laughs> <And, laughs> okay. But the photo came out really great. And, and then I, I was, I was, um, bold enough to say, also, can you like airdrop me that just so I have a copy of it? Um, so she like airdropped me the, the peel video and then her like assistant who was there was like, I was like, Oh, well I can like try and like, cause then she had to like run and like go in or something. And so I was like, Oh, if you want, I can like send you a scan or something. And he was like, he's like, okay, yeah, here, send it to this like email address. But it was just the designer of like the dress. And it was like info at blah, blah, blah studios or something. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not sure. Well, I was like, whatever, but that's what he said. And, and then he was like, and you know who that is, right? And I was like, I was like, uh, yeah. And he was like, that's Rosario Dawson. And I was like, oh my God, it is. I was like, <laughs> it was like, once he said it, I was like, of course it is. I was like, I, I was, I was like such a brain part. It's like seeing people out of context, especially in New York. Sometimes like, you know, it's like, I feel like so many New Yorkers have stories like this where you're like, I saw this person and I was like, is that who I think it is? I don't know. But you don't want to be rude and ask or you don't want to like swarm and be like, 
oh my god, you're with Maria Dawson or something. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, let it let it slide. And then, uh, but yeah, so then I sent the email, and then and then she didn't um, she didn't ever. It's like I don't think she ever got it. And I was like, well, oh well. And then and then like months later, when I was posting the photos, I like tagged her in the photo. And I was like, oh, what the hell? And I think I posted the peel as well. Um, and then, and then she was like, oh my, and so somehow, somehow she saw the tag, which I'm like, no, oh, that even happens. I'm sure whoever just gets a million tags all the time. And then she replied to me, I was like, oh, it's so cool. Like I never even got to, got to see the finished thing or like never got the images. And I was like, oh geez, I got lost in the, in the abyss of emails and stuff. So then, yeah, I ended up sending her the final, the two final images. And I was like, just, you know, me and Rosario, BFFs. She wasn't like, oh, hey, so Graflex, yeah, there you that. are. I've been looking for you. <laughs> right. Oh, good to see you, Graflex. <laughs> and I was like, well, close enough. I'll take it. I'll take it. But, yeah, it was just a funny thing of, like, being, and, I mean, yeah, I was like, the photo came out better than I could have could have imagined. So it was just, like, a funny, like, well, this uh, this worked out way better. And, and just, yeah, very funny New York Fashion Week kind of thing and um J- jp so yeah, says it's, it's thanks, always Paul, a fun right? drive and <laughs> true true <laughs> yeah uh, I, I fashion week sounds yeah. like fascinating like uh the, just to be able to be <laughs> thanks pull a color <laughs> you guys are hilarious in, I know, the, in the chat right now um uh, but yeah, uh, Fashion Week the, sounds really cool. Like just being able to like run into the, all those different people and uh, you know throw out some portraits and shit. Yeah, that's the kind of cool thing. It's like, and what's funny is like since I don't really keep up with fashion, I'm kind of like, oh, this person's cool. And like, there's been a few people that I've taken photos of that like Dan will be like, oh, they're like huge, huge. And even well, a forest I remember when he was here like a hot second he took some photos of like a random guy and then later found out that he had like a million and a half followers or something and you're just like i just want to get a cool outfit you know and it's like and not that it's like the you know the goldness i'm just like i just think it's cool and i like taking portraits and and i like the interaction especially with the large format camera and the peels it's like they're just like it's like they see a million digital cameras every day um, like these like influencers or models or famous people or, and so like, I think it's just an interesting interaction when they're like, Oh shit, what the hell is that thing? Uh, like, for, is that a camera forest says, uh, Eugene Lee Yang. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's the cool thing is you can just like have these funny interactions with like famous people and they're just like walking and you're just like, and it's a brief thing. So it's not like you're like, and they're supposed to be there where it's like, uh, do you, I mean, I've seen celebrities around New York City, but it's kind of the New York City MO to, like, not disturb people. Just because you're, like, they're living their life. A lot of them live here and, like, just let them, you know, like, you can maybe be, like, I don't know. I don't even know what I would say is, like, appropriate. You know, it's, like, I feel like treat them like a normal human being. You know, and so that's kind of, like, at least in this scenario, like, oh, I don't feel so weird being, like, can I get a portrait? Because, like, they're probably wearing, like, a, five thousand dollar outfit or something and they're like cool so i'm like yeah so yeah i know that that was a pretty crazy uh situation but that's what weird cameras will do you know they'll open the door sometimes they definitely will 
Like it's it's kind of cool what the different cameras can do, and like people get get all excited about them and stuff, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. And it's like kind of like I, I kind of written their message about it's like that. Like I still kind of do that similarly. There's a there's a park here in the city called Washington Square Park, and it's and it's right near NYU, New York University, and um, so it's like a bunch of like uh, the 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 coolest like teenagers ever that are way cooler than me. Um, but they're like chilling Whatever. in that park cool, right man. there. <laughs> and so, but I'll go there and they always have like really cool. It's, sim- it's basically like similar to the fashion thing. I'm like, they have really cool outfits on really, really just like really interesting. And so I'll go around there with, I've gone out there with um, like some, a lot by myself, but also sometimes with like um, my buddy Johnny or, or picture man, Bob or some other people like, and just, and just like this, just, I don't know, a good energy in that part. Like a lot of people don't like it. I mean, a lot of like older people, uh, because it's kind of a rowdy park, but I think it's kind of fun. I think it's fun. And like, there's a lot of just like energy in the park. And, you know, it's like, if you want to chill, not the park for you, go to it. Unless you want to like, which is then it's the park for you. Because the first time I did it actually was, was I met my buddy Johnny and it was, and we were like, it was like, Oh, I'm just going to go to the park and shoot sports. So I was like, I'll join. I did not even realize that it was 420. Um, and so that park was crazy that day. And there were so many people and there was like a literal haze in the, <laughs> because also weed had become legal like a month earlier. So it was like, insanity in that park. Got so many funny portraits and like, but, but, and, but the same thing where people are like, like, I think that day I was one of those times I was shooting with my four by five, like with a tripod and everything. And, and just people would just like come up and be like, yo, what the hell is that? Like, tell me more, like what's going on. And so then I just like, it's cool. Just like have, you know, an interaction where they're just like, I've never seen one of these, blah, blah. Or like, I think I used one of, you know, in one of my photo classes. And I was like, but that it's cool. Just like people being like very like open to like, interaction and asking asking questions about like the bizarre cameras that i'm carrying which yeah. like which helps as like an icebreaker instead of just being like with like a 5b you know walking up and being like it's like i like i'm like and then it's just like a snap and i'm i'm gone it's like no i'm like for it for whether it's the handheld large format or the tripod it's like it's gonna be a few minutes so it's like there's a bit of interaction there that that i like enjoy people being like what is going on but i'm very intrigued so tell me more and like yes like take my portrait you know so i i think it's always like a fun thing i mean it is always interesting because a lot of times i do shoot polaroid and sometimes i shoot sheet film but a lot of times i shoot polaroids you'll be like oh cool let me just and i'm like no this is for me this is like this is like this is my artwork like i'm like i get that you're like oh so i get to keep this and i'm like no, this is just like, just happens to me the medium of choice. Like, because it's a tangible thing doesn't mean it's for you. Like, you know, and especially not at the cost. So, yeah. um, so it is funny, but I'm like, it's cool just for them to be able to like see the final image right then and not just be like, cause also I'm like really bad at scanning. I mean, in a sense of in a reasonable time frame. Um, and so I'm like, I will send you the photo at some point. Yeah. They're coming. So I'm like, it's cool. At least they get to like see it. And like, and then I'm like, well, whenever I get around to scanning all these 
because I develop a lot of them, like the black and white stuff myself too. And then it's like develop that and the scanning, and it's like it's a whole it's a whole thing. So, and then I don't know. It just, I admittedly, scanning is like the bane of my existence uh, for a film. But I'm not a huge fan of scanning myself either. Like, um, I I, 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 know. De- I love developing. Developing's fun, but then just the scanning part. I do like developing. Yeah. I do like developing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like whenever I develop, it's always really cool to be like, boom, I just like made that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like my bathroom. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's like, but the scanning is just like, it just takes so long and it's slow and like something's always like weird or something. And so I'm just like, uh, takes takes forever. And, and then oftentimes I still need to like, kind of like, still edit them a little bit, you know, from just like the raw scans. And so I, that's why I'm just like, ah, oh, it gets, it gets, that, that's like the low point of film for me is scanning and like actually putting out like a finished image. It's like, that's the downside. Yeah. But so it goes, can't, can't have it all. Can't, can't be a hundred percent awesome all the time. I guess. Well, you can try though. I know. I have actually relented to not having, not scanning 35 or 120 at home. I'm just like, because I found a lab here that actually is pretty cheap and they do some nice scans. And I'm just like, for, for on a flatbed, the two hours it's going to take me to scan a roll, I'm just like, it's worth the like $4. Because it's like, I got, I mean, I could also process, you know, it myself, but then. I process my, I only process my large format myself just because it's kind of, it's kind of easy. Oddly enough, it's like the sheets are really easy to load because they're big. And it's like the times where I've done like 35 or whatever, it's like a little, like, you know, thing and or 120, even I'm just like, then develop that and then scan it and just the scans take like two hours and it's like, no. So yeah, I leave that to the lab, but then I scan all my Polaroids and all my large format myself, but that, but I kind of in particular about my scans. Um, so I try and like get them looking nice. Cause like, I remember there, there's a book that I have oddly enough of fashion week Polaroids, but they were shot by this woman, Anna Bauer. And she would like set up a four by five, like backstage. And she would just take like very straight on, very simple portraits of like the world of fashion there's like all these really famous people in there and i just kind of love like how simple they are and they're shot on four by five polaroids and the way that the book is laid out it's just really it's just really clean and simple and like the polaroids just look like they're sitting on the page oh, wow. um which i really love i really love like because it had like so that's what i always do is like some people like for like even like a normal polaroid ever the crop right to the edge of like the white frame whereas i always get like a little bit around so that you can actually see like the shadow um, from like the light and everything so that it's like when it's, when you're looking at it, even on like Instagram, which, or whatever, it's like kind of the final output in a lot of ways. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like that it looks like it's sitting there and it's not just like a cropped thing, like just the image with like a border. You're like, Oh, is this the tangible thing sitting on a surface? And so I always like to, to like scan my Polaroids in that, in that way where it's like, you can actually see, the full border and it's not just yeah like cropped right to the edge yeah uh, I, I i noticed which, that with the things you shared and i kind of like that look yeah 
Yeah, exactly. It takes, I mean, it's like, it takes a little bit of work because then like the, the white on the edge isn't always white. And so then I have to like edit that a little bit to make sure that like, if I get put it on like a white frame, it'll blend like fluidly instead of being like an off white from the scan and that. So it's like a whole bunch of weird things that I'm like anal about for, for the digital side of like digitizing my work that it's just like, there's, there's like a lot of ways that I go with scanning that I'm like, that I think I, similar to my whole rant about Instagram, I like psych myself out where I'm just like, there's like too many like avenues of like, Oh, do you scan with borders or not? Or do you like do all these other things? I'm just like, or like even like on 35 millimeter or 120 or whatever, I'm just like, ah, too many options, too many options. So many options. I know. The thing is, like, it's funny because, like, if someone were to, like, come over to my house, I'd be like, I have boxes of Polaroids, and I will gladly just spread them out all over the table and, like, chat about any of those. But, and so, it's, yeah, it's like, I kind of I'm like, it's not that I don't want to share my work. Like, I do want to share it. I just, like, not, and I don't think, like, granary or whatever would be any better. I just, I'm like, I'm, I'm like kind of a, 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 I'm a funny one where it's like, I like, it's going to be a hot take. I like social media. I, I like talking to people on it, but yeah. I don't like posting to social media. <laughs> <laughs> like, and because it, I think it's also just like Instagram over the years has become like also like a portfolio. So then, especially since I do get like some clients, like not a ton, but it's like, you know, I do shoot weddings and like, I do get some portrait sessions and stuff where it's like, you know, to where it's like, I want it to be like best foot forward, but then it's like, but then that becomes like a whole thing. And then, you know, you're always supposed to be like putting out new work and new work and new work. And it's like, so instead I've just said, why don't I just not post anything, <laughs> which is not really a good solution. Um, but like, I admire, you know, people who actually consistently put out work like you know just whether it's good or not or whatever i'm just like because i'm just like i should put out work and i always say to myself i'm gonna post this week and then i don't but now i've relegated to to being like posting haphazard reels that i'm just gonna archive later because i'm like ah this isn't my portfolio and it's probably gonna tank anyways so i'm just gonna post it and then like delete it later because <laughs> I'm like what nothing matters on Instagram anymore and now they're gonna like shut down our Instagram live because I said that no it, you didn't talk about Jesus or anything like that so you'll be you'll be fine I know, it's, right? it's okay yeah that that's where they get grumpy. I do feel like as a as a funny my 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 mini conspiracy theory for for Instagram listening was that last year when reels were like not even really a thing. I mean, like they were, but not very popular. I posted a reel of like, of, of like a four by five peel with my, with my friend Michelle. And, and like I posted it and like, it did okay. Like mediocre, good, whatever. And I was like, okay, whatever. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like a month later, like literally a month or a month and a half later, for some reason it started like blowing up like that real, like it was just like going crazy, literally got more likes than I had followers and it got like 60 or 70,000 views. And I was like, what is going on? Like I was like, I was like my page, like my, my phone was just like blowing up and I was like, 
this literally has like more likes than all of my photos in mine. Um, but, but I was like, it was going crazy. And then, and, uh, and like for like a day and I was like, wow, this is so, this is, you know, this is wild. And then I posted a story that was literally like, you know, it would be really nice if Instagram would show the rest of my work instead of just like this random video of a random peel that, I mean, I did like it. Like it was a cool photo, but I was like, I just like wrote this whole thing. It was like, it'd be great if Instagram showed all my followers, all of my work all the time, instead of like a random and spread it to other people that maybe aren't following me to, you know, spread my work to them rather than like reels and this random video. And so I posted that in a story and then like, I kid you not, within like five minutes, no more likes on that photo. Like, ever like it was like like it, i was getting just like brrr, like pages of like likes and then and i post that within like yeah like five or ten minutes it was like one like and then another another and then it was like and that was it and then like maybe occasionally i'll get a like on that but i was like uh like instagram was like uh nick threw down on instagram shut him down <laughs> Yeah, you got cut I was off. Like this is like a funny. I was like, this was just a little weird coincidence. It was within minutes that, like, the nonstop like likes case, just like boom, there's a wall. You know, they closed the door on it. And I was like, this is hilarious. So you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you on like they're, they're there. Oh, they're they're, they're watching. They're listening right now. You know, Instagram. <laughs> they I know. Love, I love you. They know what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess, yeah. But so it goes. I know, we love you, Instagram. Don't kill it. Yeah, don't. We're on your seriously. side, sort of. I, I feel I safe with you. I, it's like, what, it is what it is. It is what it is. I don't really, like, know what know what the next step is for, like, what I'll do, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. For, for all of the, the things people are complaining about with Instagram right now, um they still haven't managed to fuck up the best part of Instagram yet, which is, is the communities that people have built on here. So it's like they fuck, yeah. everyth- they fuck everything else up, but like the communities, even though they're grumpier now and, in, and things like that, they're still here. Cause it's like, where, where are we all going to go? Polographics says Tumblr. Right. I it's just, like, you know, it's like, like, yeah, for sure. And I mean, a bunch of the people that I like, some people I know like I've met through Instagram. So it's like, I'm like, it's not like I'm like, oh, I hate Instagram. It's terrible. I'm like, no, I like Instagram's given me like a, a lot of like worth. I feel like in terms of friends and community and stuff, but it's, but on the flip side, on the artistic side, I'll be like, I'll be like, man, I've got this photo lined up to post. It looks sick. I'm so proud of it. It's going to be amazing. And I post it and it'll just like get like, not even, not even dealing with like the likes itself, which is like a whole other thing. But I'll look at like since I have like whatever like my business account whatever it is since um, you know it's like I have it set that way it's like I'll look and it'll reach like five hundred people max and I'm just like okay well like it's no wonder it's doing poorly because no one's even looking at it and then I'm just like but then inherently because of that it doesn't get very many likes so it's not even being shown and then I just like I know I shouldn't feel bad about this because like Instagram is it's like tormenting us, but it does feel bad. <laughs> like, yeah, nonetheless. Does bad. So then that also makes me not want to post. Cause then I'll be like, I'm going to post this thing. I think it's cool. And then when it like doesn't do well, just because Instagram, like the, the algorithm and all that, I'm just like, 
I just like low key take it to heart. Not not entirely. I'm like I still think it's cool, and that's fine. And like and people that do see it are like are like this is cool. I like this. But then it still just has to be like, man, that I was hoping for like a ratio of a little better. But then I hate being like that. So I'm like, I'm just gonna just talk to people on here instead. I'm just gonna talk yeah. to people and like, and I'll post stories because stories gotta get out there. But I'm just like, I'm just gonna talk and ignore and just like, I still should, you know, as I said, I should post more because I've got a lot. And like for the people that I shoot portraits with or whatever, it's like, and they they post a photo of mine and I always share that stuff stories but it's like i'm just like ah it's a it's a it's a losing battle but i still appreciate it for what it is like i still chat with people all the time on here and like i get and also i get (laughs) i get a lot of questions and stuff about like super eight or large format or polaroid and it's like and i always am trying to like help people out because like a lot of people have helped me out over the years too and so it's like so i think there's a lot of cool stuff there um, yeah. within, yeah, like, as you said, within the community. Um, but it's funny just cause I'm like simultaneously say that. And I'm like, well, I want to see my friends, but then, but then if they all kept the same ethos or like the same mindset as me of like, Instagram's dumb. So I'm not going to post. I'm like, well, then I won't, then we're just like a self, just self-fulfilling like prophecy of like, there's nothing new or, you know, good or whatever. So I don't know. It, you, you just got, you, know, you just got to start posting. Yeah. I know, I know. I feel like I should like. I feel like I gotta like actually sit down and be like, let's line up some stuff that way. Because I feel like it's also the fact of like setting it, like being like. Because I also got into the whole thing where you know you put some trios and all that stuff, and then it's like, yeah. so I kind of like want to lay it out and do a whole thing, and then it's like, well, that takes time. But I'm like, I should just like set aside some time to be like, I'm just gonna chew up or like set up like several weeks or whatever, several sets or just so that I don't have to think about it every time. Just yeah. so every time I post, I'm not like, when am I going to do this time? You know, I'm like, ah, oh, just like whatever. Just cause I feel like the people that are good at it just like have a queue set up. So they're not like every posting, like I'm going to post this photo. They're like, whatever. It's just like, it's on, you know, like maybe not like automatic per se, but like, they're like, I have a schedule and it just like, it'll, you know, I'll post whatever's next in the queue. And that's like, it is what it is. And that's, you know, not to think about it, not to place so much like importance on it because you're like, eh, what can you do? Yeah. You'll come up with a plan. I'm sure. I know. We'll yeah. figure it out. In the meantime, I'll just keep taking tons of photos and never. Them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's the important thing. You gotta, you gotta keep feeding the film beast and, yeah, I, I really yeah. appreciate you uh, spending some time with me here today, man, and talking about, like, how you got going and uh, your adventures at uh, Fashion Week. And, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Me, um, I don't know if you're going to come down time. to Texas Policom, but if you go to Bay Area again, I'll probably see you next year. I know. We'll see. It's like, because when is the Texas one? It's the last weekend of September. So I think it's, like, uh, September 30th. Oh, I was like, I can't remember. I was, I was like, I have some fall weddings that I was like, that's the funny thing about like, I don't shoot a lot of weddings every year, but, but I shoot maybe like five or six or so. And it's like, I feel like the people that shoot weddings full time, just like, man, how do you do it? Because like my fall, like, the you know, like August and in, in September, it's like, I probably am shooting like four or five. Like, it's like, that's when like most of the weddings are. And I'm just like, Oh man, my my like fall weekends just get like 
booked. And so then it, so then when like thinking about stuff like this or other things, I'm like, I gotta see what I'm even doing. Like, I think that, you know, cause I've got a few lined up for September into October. And so it is kind of a bummer. You're like, I enjoy it, but it's also a bummer to be like the wedding industry literally like relies on weekends, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm like, I love that. <laughs> especially since I'm freelance. Otherwise, like I have like a decent amount of flexibility in my schedule, but so then having like weekends blocked out, I'm like, man, that kind of sucks. But I don't know. It's funny because I, I have a, since I kind of like fell into the wedding industry, it wasn't like something I set out to do. And it's just like, Oh, you're pretty good at this. And like, people are liking your like niche within a niche within a niche of, of like film within videography, within weddings and all this stuff. Um, I kind of, I have like a funny thing with weddings where I'm like, I think to myself, I'm not really a wedding photographer and whatever, but, and that's fine. But it's like, but then, and I sometimes I'm like, do I like this? And then when I actually am shooting the wedding, I'm like, I like this, you know, it's like, or like, and then, and then, and then it's like, I have to like get all the super great, like develop and scan and then I have to edit it, which is like editing is like a whole other like mountain of things to where it's like, to, to, you know, kind of like make a little story out of it and everything which is also again like I feel like my biggest thing with like starting projects is like the beginning of like getting them off the ground and mm-hmm. so even like I'm like oh I don't know about weddings and when I'm actually shooting and I'm like oh, okay this is cool and I like this and I'm like I'm a people person and everything and then the same with the editing where I'm like oh god I gotta edit this and then I kind of like sit on it for a minute and then when I actually start editing I'm like oh but like this is cool and I enjoy it and like and like the footage looks great and everything so so yeah, it's always a delayed like like I, I start out slow and then it and then it gets better from there. But but yeah, I mean the wedding thing is just funny because it does eat up a lot of weekends uh, during like the good weather season. Yeah, which is kind of but you gotta get, you like, gotta get that money though. I know, right? It's like yeah. I mean that's the thing. It's like you know it's New York City and and it's like and it's it's also just like. I mean, a lot of what I shoot is like almost literally just like an excuse to shoot film. You know, it's like, I love film. I love using the cameras and I love like, you know, doing what I can with them. And it's like, whether, you know, whatever the medium is, that's why I kind of pop around to a lot of different like subjects. I'm not like, Oh, just travel or just portraits or just like, you know, weddings or whatever. I'm like, I kind of just like the process and I want, to make cool images out of that. Like, you know, and so that's why I kind of have popped around to a lot of different things over the years. And I'm kind of, you know, I don't know. I'm not like stuck. I'm like, Oh, I just shoot this. Cause I'm like, I kind of like it all. Yeah. Um, which doesn't necessarily work out portfolio wise. <laughs> um, like from being like, I don't know. I have everything. I have travel. I have fashion things. I have portraits. I have weddings. I have random side projects, like my like park, portraits but it's like but at the same time it's like ah you know that's okay it's good to have diversity do it anyways yeah yeah exactly and it's like i I enjoy it and it's like and so that's that's kind of the big thing for me it's like even if it's not all like out there in the world or or it's like not gaining me anything externally it's like that's still i you know it's a fun hobby to pour money into. 
Exactly. You know, it's, it's definitely not a hobby for people that are attached to their money at all. Yeah. True. True. I mean, that's why, I mean, it's like, I'm like, Oh, would be in some ways, I, you know, I know plenty of people are like, Oh yeah, I want to do photo as a career and stuff. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. Like it's like, cause it, in a lot of ways, like I, now I would say nowadays I get more like enjoyment from photo stuff than animation. Mm-hmm. Um, but just cause I mean, animation to me is, I mean, it's kind of a funny, it's like, it is work to me, um, which I still enjoy it cause it's still artistic, but it is work and so it's like, where I'm like, Oh, I like photo. I'm like, Oh, that would be cool to like get like paid, um, yeah. for like some of the stuff that I'm just like pouring money into. But then, but then it's like, I know that like, there's, yeah, I mean, the path to making money in photo is like so much smaller than like, like my freelance animation work is like, at least in New York city, it's like, it's kept me afloat for like a decade here now. And so it's like, so I'm like, I would love to like do maybe like, I'm like, Oh yeah, it'd be cool to like shoot portraits full time or shoot more weddings or whatever. I'm like, but would I hate it? And also the fact that like, the animation stuff like pays me well enough that like I can still shoot film and not be like, if I don't get a job, I'm dead. Like I'm eating yeah. ramen. Like I'm like, okay, I have my job. Like, and it's still in a creative world, a creative space, uh, which I'm thankful for. And also it affords me the ability to shoot film, you know, with, with some flexibility and not be like, like when I was like, fresh out of, or, well, still in college, and I was buying, like, one pack of film at a time, because that's all I could afford. Like, mm-hmm. I like that it does afford me the flexibility to, like, shoot a little bit more, like, not to, like, oh, God, like, how am I going to, like, pay rent and buy this roll of film for this photo shoot or something? You know, I'm like, okay, I can live my life and shoot film. And, still, and I still make some money from it. It's like I still shoot some weddings, and I still have some people, like, book portrait sessions and stuff. So it's like, so it's not, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a side income, but it's not, you know, not the, the main, the main stick, but who knows? It's definitely become more so than, you know, over the last four or five years or whatever, but, but still not like anywhere where it like competes. It's probably like 20% of my income. So it's, it's, it's not, it's not nothing, but. It's definitely not like I'm quitting my day job. I'm gonna do photo because I would then be poor and not be able to afford stuff, which yeah. then would ruin the point. <laughs> well, you just gotta find a balance, and maybe you'll you'll work up to that point where you could. Do I know, less right? Of that yeah, other work I mean, maybe I'll get to like, yeah, I need a fifty-fifty. It would be maybe be the ideal, you know? Because I still, I think it's like I still enjoy animation. It's like in some ways I'm like oh, animation, but then it's like, but it's still when I'm doing it and I and on projects that I get to be a little bit more creative on. I enjoy it, but a lot, I mean, as with a lot of creative things, the money is not in creative things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like funny. It's like the projects that I get paid better on for animation are like for like pharmaceutical, companies. you know, and they'll pay like five times what a project that like, I'm like, this is so cool. And it's open-ended and they're just like, do whatever you want. We just want something cool. I'm like, sweet. And they're like, here's our tiny budget for you. And I'm like, cool. Um, and so I, but I, I mean, it's all, yeah, it's all about balance. Where it's like, then I'll take maybe these like pharma companies that like have me do these really dry, terrible animations. And then that offsets 
you know, the cooler animation projects and offsets film and, and like the ability to like explore that without, without, you know, living on the streets, especially in New York city where it's like not the yeah. cheapest city in the world. No. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's, it's about trying to like balance it. And, but I love it. I, but I mean, I mean, I love it all and I love New York city and, but it's like, but yeah, sometimes it can be a little bit of a, a little bit of a challenge. Well, it sounds like you're making it work, though. And uh, you know, yeah, time. I, I, I hope you can get more of the film in, into the mix there in, in the future um, to to enjoy more sure. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was so great to have you on here, man. And uh, I yeah, hope to run into you sometime in the future in person. That'd be really awesome. I know. Um, Did I miss any other, you know, saucy uh, chat things? Um, hello, this is Kyle says, wait, New York City isn't cheap. And uh, Han says, New York, Jersey, same, same. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then Pol- Polographic was asking if you've been to Blend or Dash Bash. No, I have not heard of those. I, I'm not familiar with those either, but um, I was like, I have that. Yeah, but thanks, uh, thanks for hanging nice. out. Um, and was it next week? I've got uh, Brisa, aka Violet Femme, on here from uh, California. So nice. that should be a lot of fun. So looking forward to that episode. Good deal. And, you know, thank thank you again so much for your time and everyone for hanging out with us. And uh, you got any uh, parting uh, things there, Nick? Not particularly. I mean, you know, anyone ever stopped by New York City? Let me know. I'll try and, you know, cut out with flight for time, meet up, shoot a couple portraits in the park. Sounds good, man. Well, if I end up in New York, I'll definitely let you know. And, uh, do it, you know, do it. thanks so much for spending this time with me, everybody, and for tuning into the chat. Um, can't believe it's like, you know, 101 episodes now, which is kind of crazy. Boom. And, nice. uh, yeah, if y'all are headed to Policon this year in Texas, let me know. I'm going to be down there in person, and we're going to be doing a live panel on of the chat. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. Good deal. All right, well, take care, man. All right. We'll catch you later. All right, see ya. All right, bye. Peace.